Welcome to the Done Podcast, proudly brought to you by Doppio or Nothing Espresso. Weekly sessions garnered from the epic adventures of the Doppio or Nothing crew, a diverse array of talented individuals, sporting legends, artists, brewers, foodies, entrepreneurs, and just some damn good people, all invited to share their stories. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Adrian, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day to um, talk with me about the ins and outs of, of running a, a resort um, the, here at, at Bali Garden Beach Resort. You've got the nine restaurants, if I'm well, correct. Well, depends whether you count the curry lounge here where we serve breakfast in the coffee shop downstairs and uh, the person that's actually in charge of that area also does the two spas and another little warung that we have around the corner. So... We're getting up around yeah. about 12 there. Yeah, 12, 12, um, 12 outlets in, in the one spot, which is amazing. Um, just like to say, would you be able to tell us, the listeners, uh, a little bit about yourself and how did you end up in this role here in, in Bali? Okay, that's, uh, that's a fairly easy one. Thank you. Um, I uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I left school, and I uh, accidentally uh, fell into hotels um, initially, uh, doing a little bit of part-time pub work in Australia and I was lucky enough to have uh, very good bosses there. Um, the publicans that I had, uh, one of them took me under his wing and uh, showed me very many areas or the different facets of the hotel operation. And the second one that I had was kind enough to arrange me a traineeship in London. Um, and when I looked at the operation there, uh, I thought that, okay, I really like this, I had a lot of fun. It was enjoyable, it was fun, and it was a good time, so I thought I, I would continue that as my career. I went back to tertiary education, did a Bachelor of Business in uh, hotel management and catering, um, and then landed a job on the Gold Coast, joined Sheraton when they opened in Brisbane, and from there on I was just very lucky. takes a little bit of luck, a little bit of timing, and uh, depends who you meet along the way. But basically, when I graduated, there were only six international hotels in Australia. Mm. Um, and through that next decade of the 80s, they must have built hundreds. Mm. Um, so I had a, a very nice um, uh, run uh, of promotions. Uh, every one, two or three years, I had to move my location with Sheratons around Australia. At the end of the 80s, that all uh, started to slow down and the expansion was taking place in Asia. So all of my, myself and many of my colleagues at that time were posted up to sort of show the way, if you like, in either Singapore or Malaysia or Indonesia or Philippines or Thailand or China. Um, in China it's still going on, the Middle East it's still going on, um, but I landed up in Southeast Asia um, and uh, that's basically uh, how I ended up here in, uh, in Bali. Oh, brilliant, mate. Thank you for um, sharing that. I've, and I've noticed around the hotel that there's a hugely, um, beautifully consistent level of service um, and uh, just cleanliness. Um, and it feels, from a customer's perspective, a bit to be a, a very smooth running operation. Um, how do you and, and your leadership team maintain these standards and how do you motivate the crew um, to, to keep it at such a high level? Mm, that's a tougher question. <laughs> um, and it's, and uh, consistency is one of the areas that we continually, not struggle with, but we're continually working at it to, to get it to where we want it to be. 
Uh, I think that uh, the best examples uh, that I could give is that um, once we have the staff in place that we like, um, and, and the staff are doing a good job in the area, and I'll take our um, breakfast room as the example. Um, once I have that in place, uh, we just constantly train and review and revise the things that we want to, um, you know, the standards that we want to set. Um, and fortunately here, uh, we're able to have a very long length of service. So some of the staff that are there have been with me for many years. We're talking 10 years, 15 years. So when you have staff that know what they're doing, and when you have staff that enjoy their job, and when you have the standards and the systems set, then all of a sudden everything else just flows on from there. In the breakfast room, uh, the coffee shop downstairs, uh, with that one there, um, I did a renovation of that. But when I did the renovation, I was very careful to put the cutout for the plates. So this was the dessert bowls, this was the side plates, this was where the, um, the various bits and pieces Yeah, I so noticed that level I, of detail there. Yeah, so I, I, I actually had uh, plywood cutouts and I, I set it all up before we built it to make sure that it would work and to make sure that um, it was automatic nearly where they put the things. I learnt one thing from a, a, a coffee supplier, strangely enough. Um, he was supplying uh, dripolator coffee for the, the big urns, mm -hmm. and he would put them in a silver packet, and the urns were stainless and silver. So that was one packet in from the silver packet, fill it up with water, turn it on, and it was done. Mm, for espresso coffees, he had a black... Uh, espresso maker yep. and he had a black packet of coffee yep. Great. and, and uh, they both match so if they're making espresso they take the black packet they take a scoop they put it in pat it down and away they go Brilliant. so that to me was making it so simple that the staff learned very fast once they learnt once they had it set in place they just carried it on and I think that of all the areas around the hotel the coffee shop downstairs would probably be the most consistent, mate. And it is, and it's very, and it is memorable. Was we um, e even they could remember the the ladies could remember our faces, and we ha I've, I haven't been there for for a decade, um, but my, my wife has been back um, a few times in, in between. Um, but yes, we're, we're, we're with those type of systems. Um, it's I must say it's definitely working, and we try to look for that simplification of uh, the the technical aspect of coffee making uh, so that the focus can be put on service mm. um, which is certainly what we're receiving downstairs there, there isn't a barista with their head in the machine um, with that frustrated look <laughs> yeah. they're actually able to serve the, the customer which is just, just very very lovely just on that um, there is one advantage that we have here um, in that the people, the staff that we have working for us, um, whether it's Balinese or whether it's Indonesians, because I had the same experience in other areas that I've worked at in Indonesia, mm. is that the staff are very good at remembering each and every guest. It's unbelievable. I've got, yeah. I've got staff here that remember the names, uh, remember the wife's names, the kids' names, the grandparents' names, and um, not only that, from year to year, they will remember whether they have a pancake with banana or a pancake with mushroom um, or bacon with their eggs or whether yep. they have poached or scrambled eggs and they say, would you like your pancake with mushrooms today? Yep. And 
I, I, once that, again, that's to do with the length of service, but it's also to do that they're very people orientated, um, rather than more interested in materialistic things. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it, it, always people ask me what should we, what should I learn in, in coffee, and I say learn your customers' names, yeah. because. <laughs> That's actually when you've got that personal connection with someone, you you're often um, you can forgive a few bad coffees, or um, you know because the the connection is is really the thing, the on the ongoing thing. Um, now, well, hopefully you're not having too much of a hiring problem. It seems because they have there's a lot of people that have um, you know that long service that you mentioned, yeah. um, but when it when it comes to hiring, um, what would be some some tips that you would um i mean it's our number one question in, in coffee back back in port macquarie australia is um if i ever say to a customer is there anything else and they the the first question is always do you know any good staff and um it, it seems to be a an ongoing on, ongoing thing so what are some tips you would give to a to a small business owner with regards to the way that you hire and train over here um Good question. Initially, in the early years, I actually used to in, uh, interview and uh, employ all of the staff myself. Uh, we actually have grown. Uh, the, when I first started, we had 65 staff. We've now got over 300 uh, between the various uh, businesses that we run. So it has been quite a growth, So, and I can't do that anymore. Uh, but it seems to me that uh, my young lady that's in uh, human resources uh, has, has carried on pretty well because some of the staff that we have out the front there are just gorgeous. I mean, yeah. they, they've just got nice personalities and uh, they're interested in helping the customers. In, um, in, in Bali, in, in particular, we're very lucky again uh, that the personal traits of most of the Balinese um, is very uh, hospitality-orientated, if I can mm. say. Not because they're interested in hospitality, um, but they're naturally interested in people. Mm. Um, and this this comes across time and time again. Um, from the hiring point, so we've already got a point there. I mean, we don't need to train our staff to be friendly to guests. Unbelievable. They do that, they do that automatically. Yeah. For the first 10 years that I was here, right, the first 10 years, I never did any uh, training uh, for the staff to be friendly to guests. In uh, some of the big corporations, some of the big hospitality corporations, the first orientation you go to, they will have a training program to make your staff, uh, or to make their staff, um, welcome the guest, smile at the guest, say hello to the guest, answer the guest questions, right? They have these programs to yeah. do that. Here, it is already intrinsic in the people that you... Yes. So first of all, you've got to have that trait, but I would say that... Um, at least half the people that we interview already have that trait. Yep. So it's something that we don't need to worry about anymore just by, you know, very easy uh, uh, selecting that at the start. Mm. The second question is I always look for people that, and now I'm getting to your question, I haven't done it's it myself, good. that answer the question that's asked at the interview. Right? Here, uh, we also, one of the problems we have is communication. So sometimes I'll say, um, you know, uh, how many fountains are in the um, swimming in the pond down there and uh, they'll say um, oh there's a lot of water and some fish uh, so <laughs> yes. that's the level that we start yeah. at right um, but uh, my best example would be uh, one young lady uh, she came over with a friend she was from Sulawesi from a, a, a 
very far out in the middle of nowhere. She was walking along the street. We were looking for staff at the time, waitresses, bar staff and so on. Um, she came in for an interview and uh, every question that I asked her, she answered the question accurately and then she uh, gave a little bit more information than I actually asked for. So when I asked her how many fountains uh, were down there, she said, oh yeah, there's two fountains and I noticed on the way in that you also have three over there and five in the lobby. Wow. Right? Yep. So she said that. Um, and she did it with every question that I asked. So I already knew that the communication skills were there and then I already knew that, um, that she would be able to go a little bit further than most staff in, you know, in answering the questions or bringing forward a problem to me. Yep. No, that's brilliant. That's gold, isn't it? Yeah. Not only that, um, by the end of the interview, I decided to offer a job straight away. I went to my office to get a contract. I said, sit here in the lobby, don't go anywhere. When I came back, she was talking to one of the guests. And, uh, and uh, I went to the guest and I said to uh, Mr. Wim, stop annoying the young lady, you know, I'm interviewing her for a position. And I said to her, I thought you were going to stay over here, right? And she said, oh, no, don't worry, Mr. Adrian. She said, I know this gentleman, Mr. Wim, and uh, he was in our hotel in Makassar mm. in Sulawesi two years ago. Wow. So I just came up to, to say hello to him. <laughs> Unbelievable, eh? So all of a sudden, she had the recognition skills and the memory. Yeah. So I just said, sign here. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a fantastic story. Um, now, um, we've, I've noticed a, a lot of um, products moving here. As we said, we've got the 12 outlets just churning out food and drinks all day, every day. Um, and, you know, ba we've already mentioned that there's there can be communication problems and there can be, you know, little gold mines. But when you're, when you're looking for a local supplier of these products, um, what, is it that you, um, what is it that you're looking for as an operator? Um, to make your life easier? Um, how do you select and maintain a relationship with your um, food and beverage suppliers? Mm, good question. Um, and uh, it, oh, oh, oh. another little story is that, first of all, uh, we want to have long relationships with our suppliers. Great. We don't want any... Um, people where we keep swapping to save two cents. Mm. Uh, we prefer to have a long relationship where the account is established, the deliveries are on time, and I make sure that our payments are well within the credit limit. Mm. In fact, I would prefer when the bill comes in to get it paid straight away. Yeah, brilliant. Strangely enough, I don't like owing money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I find that if we pay our suppliers very quickly, um, then we tend to get better supply, uh, better service from our suppliers. You know, Excellent. in times of need, when something's urgent, they'll bend over backwards to help us. Wonderful. In going out there and finding them, um, I look for honesty and sincerity. This is a little bit different from in Australia because uh, over there, uh, I would like to think that all suppliers are honest and have a very high integrity, but here it's not necessarily so. Mm. Um, so I went to buy a um, set of speakers once and uh, I said, okay, what if the, the subwoofer goes or what if the tweeter goes, how much will it cost me? And the guy said to me, he said, well, we can 
replace it with a non-original part and it'll cost you 300,000 rupiah or we can place it, replace it with the original part and it'll cost you 900,000. So straight away I knew that this guy was being honest and transparent mm. with me. Um, in other situations I'll go to a supplier, uh, especially here, and they might double the price or they might triple the price expecting that you will negotiate. Mm. I want a supplier that just gives me the right price. Mm. I've already done a bit of research before I go there so I know what the price is. If he gives me the right price straight away, this is it, this is the best we can do, um, then usually I feel very comfortable dealing with that yep. person. Excellent, mate. Thank you. Some great tips there and um, great experience. Um, now, just on the on the personal level, Adrian is. Um I'm very interested in, in this um, personally, as so it doesn't really affect my. Well, hopefully, it affects my work life in a good way. But, mate, what is your daily routine? Um, and is is there in, in order to so that you yourself are staying um, up and and motivated um, and. It, what, what things do you do and what things do you definitely not do or avoid in order to keep on um, going with your own personal standards? Okay. Uh, first of all, um, I wake up very early. Um, so the first thing I do every morning is I go for a walk along the beach. Uh, for many years I got uh, th so uh, drowned in all the work that was to be done um, that I hadn't been even to the beach maybe for one year or something like yep. that. And yep. It's only 50 metres. Right? Yep. <laughs> so uh, some t at some stage I took a step back and mm. I said, listen, I'm living in this wonderful location. I've got a, a beach there. I've got a pathway there that runs you know, four or five kilometres down and back. So uh, every morning I get up and I go down there... Uh, before six o'clock and enjoy oh, yeah. I was going to say what time does the alarm go off <laughs> I don't have an alarm but I wake up somewhere between five and six Brilliant. and uh, yeah. I'm usually out there before six o'clock um, I meet some of the locals down there that I know and say hello to them as I walk past uh, every day sometimes we have guests uh, that come along with me some of the regular guests that I know that uh, enjoy walking uh, so I go and do that every day to make sure that I enjoy it um, I just did a trip to Siberia, and when wow. I came back, uh, or to Russia, actually, yeah, well, Russia stands wherever. When I came back, the first thing is I did is I walked down through there, yeah. and uh, some of the staff said hello with big smiles, yeah. and then I saw the beach, um, and then I said, "Well, this is paradise." It is, yeah. but you do have to remember that I just come from Siberia. <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, even. <laughs> Even just coming from our own paradise of, of Port Macquarie, um, I, I can definitely endorse your statement there that it is paradise and it, it, it feels amazing just to walk down to the pool every day. Um, and, uh, yeah, just on a personal note, mate, I just want to say thank you so much for um, being here and, and driving your team in such a positive and friendly way. Um, and my family uh, and my my parents, my wife's mother, my kids, we've just enjoyed ourselves so much and, um, mate, we just can't wait to get back here in July um, for um, for my, my, the mother-in-law's 60th. Um, we did her 50th in one of the cabins here and we'll, oh. we'll, we'll be back. Um, so, And once again, um, Adrian, just thank you so much for your time and for your uh, passion and drive, mate, because it, it shows... Um, you know, out there on the floor of the restaurants and the clean pathways. Um, and, yeah, just wanted to say really, really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks very much.
My pleasure. Thank you. Bye.